This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Yes, introduce us. What's your name? Where are you from? So the Mocha in the world consists of many, many, many people. So just like if somebody asks, what does um, the Manorthodox world think of the world? I don't think there's been a statement put out. I think a lot of people have different opinions. And I think the same thing. I, I you know, I, I think it, it's, it's a society. And, and to be able to, um, you know, it, 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 in general, people speak about where do you stand this now? If you're talking about political parties, they're official, they have a structure, they have a board, they put out a platform, and you can put a platform. If you're talking about people, so the, 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 the feeling, um, you know, some people feel very strongly about people who do things differently, some people see it differently. So it really depends on a person. It's not, you know, you, there's no movement called Haredi or modern orthodox that has a platform and they clear what they think. So, you know, it, it, I, I, it depends. So, so you can just talk about what Ruben said, what Shiva said, what said, what you said. Yeah. Yes. What's your name? Yeah, I'm Phil Garfield's father. Yeah. Okay. The, and your, your, your uncle was in our first class 25 years ago. And he actually was in the high school also. So, um, okay, yes. Um, Such a yippus. I'll uh, do it justice. I'm just curious, um, what she was talking about, um, the advancement in our understanding of Torah. Yes. So for us, I guess, how much should we be focused or open to using sources from Kabbalah? And what are good sources that are maybe accessible or understandable that don't require the full understanding of all the different worlds so generally speaking, there are two genres of Svarmaka. There is, well, three actually. There is the Hasidic Svarm. The Hasidic Svarm took from Kabbalah, but tried to digest in other terms. Um, the Sefer that I think is the best in that area, most accessible, and would be Urgadalia. I just found that to be it's Rabbi Dal Yeshua, who was Yeshiva Tarvadas, and he was into Hasidus, chewed it up, gave it over in ways which I think any reasonably intelligent person understands, and the flow of it and the feel of it, what, the, what are the ideas that are being expressed, come from, filtered down from that world. The Goyen's Kabbalah itself is very rough. In other words, the Goyen himself just basically makes iron, you know, it's the same way it does in, in everywhere else. He basically says, this is like this, and this, and this. He has a Talmud, a Talmud of <coughs> a Talmud, a bit guys a cover, who some of his farm are extremely accessible. He has, um, he has on the Haggadah, which he goes to the biggest sodos. It's called, I think Yad Chazaka, it's two Pirushim, Yad Mitzrayim, Yad Chazaka, I don't remember which one safe is called. Um, and he also, they have his drushes, which again, they take the kernel of the ideas from someone else, they digest it, and, and give it over. Durham Howell was another person who did it his way, 
and he wrote Svarag on different levels. The problem is, it's very hard, you know, it's all the Svarag come from the same place, but in, in, in a Sefer that's written more Pashat, you have a hard time trying to figure out where it's coming from. It's, it's just written in very simple language. When you stand there, Hashem, you have, you have to usually know the Svarag is <coughs> coming from, and then you can work your way backwards. But I think, if I had to choose Arvidalia as a Sefer like that, Rev Desla, used to, he had different kufas. He, he was into a lot of Hasidic sperm and, and quasi Kabbalah sperm. He, he's quoted them in certain kufas life and he stopped quoting them. He would just use the ideas, digest it, and give it over. So depending on, on, on whatever it is, he, he would, but that's, that I think is the first engine. If you can't understand it, if it, it meaning can't understand it, meaning it doesn't, it doesn't ring. I'll, I'll tell you the truth, if I was doing an Avera, uh, and someone tells me, you know how many worlds you're destroying. Would I really care? I I'll tell you the truth. No. And someone tells me there's these infinite worlds in some highest sphere that being destroyed in Avera. If I'm taking my consequence with Gehenna, those worlds, I have no problem destroying them. So it has to speak to you. The idea has to resonate with you for it to be, to, s to see that you actually got the idea, it has to be something that resonates with you. Yeah. Um, What's your name? Michael Efrain from Massachusetts. Um, so you don't even claim a city. You're just you're, you're like a statewide. Uh, I'm from Western Massachusetts. Okay. In um, so I'm wondering um, if we sort of have this idea of maybe this Kabbalah being a more Rokhniastic uh, approach and more, let's say, Fini approach to Torah. Um, what's the Rosh Yeshiva uh, uh, opinion on? How our Jolie from Lita, Kain, the Grid, Abraham Kadler from America, sort of very much focused on Gumarbi and Rambandi and, and didn't involve themselves so much in the Kabbalah world. Um, were they too focused on the Gashmi side of Torah, Kasrasham? So, first of all, I think you yourself hinted at the answer. They found a depth in Torah in the so-called dry Gemara that hadn't been discovered. Arguably, Rebhaim Briska is an amkus in, in Halacha that had been not discovered until he came around. The idea was very the same, and, and, and a, there were a lot of parallels. The very deep type of svaras saying yeshivas, you also get kids where they say these svaras, and it sounds fleshy, but they don't understand it. There's been sort of pushback. What does the Gemara say? What does Isis say? The Chazanish was extremely upset. They don't learn Marsha. He said Marsha is the Aleph of Eir. In other words, because it's nuts and bolts. If you don't have, if you didn't think of Marsha's Kasha, you skimmed over the Gemara. If you if you had looked at the nuts and bolts of Gemara well, once you have that, now you can start asking yourself, so what's the concept behind it? But <coughs> the same type of flow of having a, 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 a hierarchy from the pshat, the conceptual, existed there. Secondly, people have different opinions about whether Chaznish and the Bistarov, whether Kabbalah or not. Different stories one way or another. The, the one, the one uh, thing was clear, there was an extraordinary kapeda in that world that it's not to be made, to be made for the masses. Where Hasidus welcomed introducing the concepts and felt it was good, 
I, I there was a, a very contributor who sold Elia Weintraub, who lived in Neighbrak, passed away a few years ago. He had groups where they learned their time and so on. Rav Shach made three strict conditions with him before he did it. He couldn't do it in Neighbrak itself. He had to go like Petr Tikva. He couldn't do it during Seda hours, and it could not be public. In other words, it was it, 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 the downside of making it public is you cheapen it, and again, you, you, you debase the Chacham itself. Then, then every little kid is talking. I always tell them a story. I lived, I grew up on the East Side. I lived right next door to us. The next building was a Chassidish kid, a Biana kid. He went to Cheda, I went to school. For those of us who know what that was. And um, some people here at Walsh went back. And so I went to school, and he came, and he came. No, so they learned tomorrow early, is that? He tells, so he comes home once. We must have been seven at the time. And he says, I learned all the Zion Nikia. So I was very, very jealous. Nah, it can't be. Yes, we did, we learned. Okay, what's the first Rakia? First Rakia is um, this, the Owens The whole second, third, I kept on up in the ante. He got it till the seventh. He says, okay, you know, smarty pants, and what's on top of the Rakia? So he thinks of many, he says, the Kisar covered. Okay, and what's on top of the Kisar covered? Hashem. And what's on top of Hashem? So he thought. He says he has an attic where he stores his face dishes. <laughs> so, and now, I found that to be a very satisfactory answer because I knew there's nothing on top of that attic. I, that, that I knew that, you know, the, the, the highest attic. But, so, so what happens, so, so this kid will always understand it very, very childlike. But I put these to be against young boys learning um, Eon. When he weren't ready, he said he learned Baba Kama at a very young age, and his understanding of Baba Kama has always been rather childish. That's the way he describes it. But the point is, to do these concepts do not belong in the... My father was a kind of bracha, Rebbeinu Shpinkel, Zemira Shiva. I knew he had some sperm in a certain place. No one ever saw him learning. I heard we learned... It was the same idea. Whether he learned or not Kabbalah, I have no idea. But that he kept it locked. And it was not part of table conversation. Was very very strict. We once had a guest who wanted to try to tease my father out about it. So he said, so this guest said he heard he asked a question like, how was Yaakov allowed to do what he did with the sheep? Wasn't it stealing? Isn't that? So he said, my father answered him. So he said he heard that the Kabbalah, the neshamas, those sheep had the neshamas. Of the of of Kalisol in it, the the Shishim Rigo and so on and so forth. So my father, without batting eyelids, said, "So how is it let us steal them? L- like, w- what does that have to do with the question? There's Hilchas Zayla and Neva. Hilchas sheep with the Shamis doesn't belong in that world. And 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 it was considered to be something wrong to bring the public forum. Is that so? There was a second reason why they stayed away. There may have been." Again, people, there are stories about Khanish, about Biskra. It, 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 it is part of that world's ethos that this Chelka Torah stays locked. For, the, for those people who can know and need to know, they know where to find the keys. And anyone else, you know, it, it should not be made public. Maybe one other question. Yeah, what's the name? Uh, so, some of the Rosh Hashiva was talking about with the different Madrigas, and some of the Rosh Hashiva just mentioned about how there's two separate worlds. Uh, 
just for like a conceptual understanding, is it that there are separate worlds and each one sort of functions according to its own rules? And yes, you said like there's a world into a, another world, but is it that the, the thing, everything below a certain world is contained within the other world, or is it that meaning through a deep understanding of maybe some of the other worlds, you would understand the lower things? Or like so let me, let me give you let me give you a marshal for the marshal, so that way maybe will we'll, they look a um, somebody sits in a factory and produces widgets of some sort. A factory was one used to make things before before everything was online and virtual, you have to make things at some place. So you have a place where they're manufacturing coats. And one day I produce ten coats, one day thirteen coats, one day twenty coats, one day five coats, and so on and so forth. So I wanna explain how many coats how's the factory doing? So one way is I pile up the coats, you know, each day the amount of coats are made, and I have ten piles. A second way to do it is with a graph. No coats, but a line that goes up and down and so on. The next way to do it is with a formula, with an algorithm. How it varies. Now, that's going from the physical to the conceptual. It's the same thing, but it's not the same thing at all. When I when I say look at the formula, what's that got where the coats? All I see is numbers and squiggles. But it, it, conceptual is it, it's, it's about something. When I think of justice, so there is the specific cases: A did wrong and gets punishment; B did something wrong and he does this; <coughs> C gets that. And then there's the idea of suffering the consequence of what you did and you know the feedback of the evil that you caused these are worlds that are increasingly they, they are layered on each other and they if a person gets it right in one place there's firm there's a safer from Ratina he, he lists a lot of places he lists 30 some odd places where the Rambam and Mordebuchim was uncannily similar to Kabbalah now no one, it's just, almost no one thinks the Rambam had access to Kabbalah. But since the Rambam's ideas were profoundly <coughs> correct in the world that he addressed, they're profoundly correct in the next world. Um, somebody, a friend of mine, was sitting, he was listening to a conversation, and one person told him that he heard that everything the Brisker Rav said in the Sefer on Chumash is, is, it's correct on Kabbalah. So the second person, the person who told him to, said, wow, this girl was such a big person. My friend said, no, Taylor is so big. In other words, it wasn't that Briscoe's love worked out in Kabbalah and then he wrote it in Pshat. Even if it was in Kabbalah, that wasn't him. But Taylor is such that if you hit it exactly that center in a place, then it, all, then it goes all the way through. Just like, you know, if a person understands how the formula applies to the codes, and, and to the picture of the graph that he sees, then, then it comes together. Some people don't get it. That's why people find math very hard, because it's divorced from reality. But for the person who has that type of mind where you can see the different layers, so these are worlds within worlds within worlds. If you have, depending on the depth of your neshama, depending on, on, on how you see, that's how you get it. They won't, somebody will answer the question before I make the, oh, that's okay, okay we'll, we'll take care. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, in a few brief words, um, there was a, a book I put out about a year and a half ago called Mentor for Life. It was meant to address, um, it's not an advertising buy it, I don't have any books and I'm selling it here, it's not the, but it, it's, it's a safer book that tries to address the transition from a very learning intensive, coal focused world, which is the world I come from, to trying to find meaning in an outside world and so on. So. Every, every world has its challenges. Um, I think there is a point of significance that applies across the board, and it's as follows. Th th there's a statement that's an oversimplification, and it goes like this. Christians believe that physical activities are a death. We believe everything can have douche in it, and so on and so forth. The physical is good, the marriage is good, this is good, that's good, and everything so forth. That's a statement. <coughs> that statement is fails because it's oversimplified. Let's take a simple example. So we understand that fasting is kind of a ruchnis activity of kip everybody gets. The Christians, the, the Jews, yeah, fasting as a religious activity we understand. Let's try eating. You'll find some people that will sit and gorge themselves on bowl after bowl of chalim. Would you call that a very ruchistic person? Would you say, wow, in the Marach, if you eat one bowl of chalm so holy, if you eat five bowls of chalm, it's Kaddish, 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 Kaddish. I, I think most of us would intuitively, not, unless we, unless we eat a lot of chalm, we, we would intuitively not. Can you give a different example? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we, that's very spiritual. But that, um, sorry, it's fun. But, but let's understand it. Let's take, an, let's take a Lechaim as an example. <coughs> a person's had, um, a, a person's had a, a, um, a difficulty with a child and should have been long and hard and difficult road, and finally Baruch Hashem, he or she found their match, and they sit down and make Lechaim. Most of the time, you see a profound beauty, something actually very, very special a very spiritual experience. You also go to Hasna and you see a bunch of teenagers hanging around the bar drinking and drinking and drinking. You see a very profane experience. We can take physical things and we need to take physical things and make them ruchnias. It's not automatic. Eating and drinking in the right mode, in the right mindset, so just like we make a lechayim for a, for, for a special simcha, you take out a special amount of wine because it's a, it's a vehicle to celebrate something. So a person who's really caught up with Kedusha Shabbos, his eating will look different, and, and, and they'll have that flavor there. We go through life, and there are different opinions about how much involvement, and should we stick to very, very Jewish, like, you know, running a local grocery store so we're not affecting all the round, or though that's not viable, we need to be able to choose up things. Many, many, um, many different approaches. All of them have value, and all of them have their issues. But no matter what it is, even if we tell somebody, you can enjoy a career with your talents to the fullest, but that's not who I am. 
So if I can be a, a lawyer doing very well at that, my mokhus is not a great lawyer who's also Jewish. And it means there will come times when you need to make tough choices. You know, there are people who the, the great competition, the, the Olympic competition waiting for is on a Shabbos. And I say, you know what? That's, that's being a geek means that even if I could win and be world famous, Shabbos is more important. That those type of sacrifices are, you know, kind of once a lifetime. They in, they out. I do things because I take off a day or I'm supposed to take off a day. People are not happy with it. But, you know, as long as it's done, you should take it. You, 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 you know, you, you call people beforehand and, and you make up, you know, so on. It, 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 I, I think understanding it's not automatic to make our lives lives that are full of Avodah Hashem means we need to ask ourselves. I can have many job offers. One job offer gives me more time to learn it to die. One job offer gives me more time to do with the kids. One job offer means much more money. Maybe I could use for stuff and so on. Or maybe I just like a lot more money. I'm th- you know, those are decisions that we, so uh, to apply that understanding to life, that the values I have are going to be applied, it means making decisions every single day of my life. What takes priority, what's important, what's not important, um, is is going to be how to do it. So I think the, the so the concept that all of life is is a challenge and an opportunity to mold life to be an Ishala king, a Ben Torah, is true for everyone. Different groups, because of the different emphasis, come with different challenges and different advantages. But at the end of the day, Akashwagil is a life always challenging and every challenge is an opportunity. Any 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 weight that you lift that lift that's heavy builds your muscles. You shouldn't lift weights that are too heavy for you and you shouldn't content yourself with something that's very easy to do. But if you meet the appropriate challenges in an appropriate way, a person develops a pretty different person. I, I have to go now, sorry, my my challenges. And um best of them, I'm, it's a very it's a very special group. I know from always the, the boys that come from us and just listening to questions and, and discussion, that's Hashem, it should be very, very much liach. And uh, grow, and, and everybody should be a better for life. The goal is applicable to every single person.